Hi, welcome to the Mother's Guide Through Autism podcast. This podcast is to inspire, support, and build community for mothers raising children with autism. I'm Bridget Shipman, the host and creator of the Mother's Guide Through Autism. This podcast has been inspired by my son, Joseph, who's been living with autism for the past 28 years. Today, I'm speaking to Dr. Michelle Trias. And Dr. Michelle is a graduate from the University of Central Florida and completed her doctorate in traditional naturopathy from New Eden School of Natural Health and Herbal Studies. Whether it's digestive discomfort, skin conditions, cholesterol, or fatigue, natural foods and herbs are her way back to better health. Dr. Michelle is on a mission to help you heal your gut and help you take control of your health and wellness. So I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Michelle, and I'm excited about our conversation today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. So as you and I were visiting about this particular episode and through our conversation, we decided we would today focus on self-care and how autism moms, the message of how important it is to take care of yourself before you can fully, not that you won't show up, but to fully show up for your child, your family, and most importantly, yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what we're talking about today. So we're going to jump right in. So Dr. Michelle, tell us a bit about your journey of becoming a doctor of traditional naturopathy. So I came to this from, because like um, most autistic moms out there, you are looking and searching for solutions for your family to help help you cope with whatever is going on with your family. So um, when I was younger and my kids were younger, uh, my daughter had um, eczema all over her body. My um, oldest daughter had asthma. My husband had acid reflux and I also struggled with IBS. And so we went to traditional Western doctors and we had no relief of our symptoms. Um, and so I decided that I was going to have to be the one to do the research and to work on it. And, and I, and through that process, it took me years and years to help heal each one of us through food and through herbs. Um, but I found that the natural way to healing was the best way to healing is what you were getting actual root cause. You were getting to the heart of it and you were healing what the problem was. And so through that process, I said, this was hard. This was really hard to do. And I did it on my own and I really wanted to help other people. And I thought if I have, I have some background, I have some information from all these years of study, why don't I just, you know, go back to school, get my doctorate and, and try and help more people um, so that they can get to that level of healing, maybe faster, easier than, than what it took for me. It's, it's really frustrating when you go to the doctor and you go to the doctor and you take a pill and take another pill and you find no relief. And then that pill causes other problems. I, I get it. I, I truly personally understand that when you're in that office and you get that, you know, this is the best we can do for you. It's very frustrating. So I took matters into my own hands, so to speak. And that's how I came to be a, um, a doctor of traditional naturopathy. 
I love that. That explains why you're so passionate. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. It really does. Although this is fascinating to me and I love the topic and it's, it's just, you know, I can really geek out on some of these chemistry books. I really find that when people say, oh, you know what, you, you gave me this, this, and this protocol and it helped me and I feel so much better. It just, it makes me feel like, okay, I'm helping. I'm doing something good. I'm putting good out into the world. Um, so that's what yeah. matters. <laughs> and you are. And that's why I'm so excited today too, because the reason I do what I do is also from my personal life experience. And when you've been through it and then you apply how you came out on the other side, that that is such a gift and a service to others. So you and I were talking about self-care and we got both of us very passionate because, you know, my story that I shared was, well, I didn't practice self-care. My immune system broke down and hypothyroid type one, juvenile diabetes at the age of 39, lots of other stuff because I didn't take care of myself. So, so self-care is one of those terms and that I feel like needs some juice behind it. We need to get under the layers of self-care because it is, you know, there's a a self-care movement right now. And yes, getting your nails done, you guys, I get, I love getting my nails done. I love that type of self-care, but I would like to go a little deeper today. And that's, that, that's our purpose here. So what is your definition of self-care? So self-care for me is when you're taking steps that will each day, and and it, it doesn't have to be, you know, I have to carve out an hour, an hour and a half. It can be little steps that you take each day, little moments that you have in each day that help your mind, your body, and your spirit. Um, and so, yeah, I agree, you know, getting your nails done is great. And that, that helps maybe some, some part, you know, but there are other ways of self-care that can help mind, body, and spirit all together so that you can feel regenerated, rejuvenated after self-care. So you're ready to take on the next part of the day. I think people think self-care is like, oh, I have to carve out all this time. And, you know, I take self-care in tiny little chunks, you know, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 20 minutes there. And by the end of the day, I've spent maybe an hour in self-care, but I haven't done it in a long stretch of time. And so it feels more doable for me to carve out the time in that, in those small ways. Yes. I love that. I love that because we have this expectation, you know, and a lot of, a lot of exercise programs are, are like that too, or weight loss programs. I have to starve myself or I have to follow this to the T or you could just slowly change the way you eat and incorporate healthy habits rather than, you know, I'm going to go go work out uh, to the point where I can't move the next day. Right. So you feel terrible, you know, you don't feel good and then you don't stick with it. That's the, that's the thing. Then you won't like keep doing it. You know, you do a little bit at a time and you sort of change your pattern of how you, you know, how you're going to operate during the day just to add that time in for yourself. And it, and it becomes like my favorite part of the day. I'm looking forward to it. I know when my self-care moments are coming up because I'm like, ah, oh, this is the time when I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to make a smoothie and then I'm going to take five minutes to do some deep breathing or I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to put my feet in the dirt. You know, just little things that can really help tune you into, you know, yourself, 
and your body. Um, but, you know, and we'll talk about it more, but also, you know, feeding your body the things that it needs is a really big part of self-care and which is also self-love. Yes, I love that. So self-care does equal self-love. And if we can learn how to nurture ourselves the way we nurture our children, I think that that is a paradigm shift. And that is what you and I are talking about today. And those daily self-care practices, when we talk about them, a lot of our listeners don't even know where to begin. So as, as we have this conversation, why is it so important to have a daily self-care practice? So, you know, you go about your day, you're so busy, you're working, you're working, you're giving, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're giving, you're giving, but nothing is coming back, right? Nothing is coming back into the well. And, and, you know, over time you can start to be it can start to lead you to be upset or, or maybe more moody or, you know, holding kind of grudges because your cup is empty and you're waiting for other people to pour in some, some love. But the, the person that is ultimately responsible for the love that is in your cup is you. And so if you say, well, I'm just going to love myself every single day, you, you, you do need love from others, but it's not like you have to have it because you're already fully self-loved all on your own, meaning that you have the capacity to love others fully and, and not like, okay, you don't love them fully, but to have patience and understanding and situations if that cup is full, then you have more patience for those situations. I mean, I give you an example. One day I was super, busy. I was studying. I had exams and my kids needed something. And I, I distinctly remember I didn't know self-care. I was not practicing what I was preaching at all. I just, I needed to barrel through this day. I needed to just be over and be done. And, um, they needed something from me and they were kind of nagging me about it and they needed something and they needed something. And, and, uh, I know that I should have stopped and given myself five minutes of like deep breathing gone downstairs, maybe had some fruit, walked around a little bit, taken the five minutes. What was that going to do? Nothing. It it wasn't going to kill my day. It wasn't going to kill my productivity. It wasn't going to make me any less behind, but I had no, I put no love in the tank. And so I had no love to give. And so I snapped and I got really angry and I was yelling and I, you know, can't you understand that I'm busy? Can't you understand that I'm busy right now? And no, of course they don't understand that you're busy right now. They don't care. You know, they got, they got their kids. But I find that the more I love myself, the more patience, the more understanding I have, and the more I can come to situations. This is my life, you know, like it's not about work or school or this is my whole life and my whole family. And if I don't love myself, if I don't give myself the self-love along the day, I have not... What I give, I give, but it's on empty. It's like I'm giving, I'm not giving it with all the love that I could give it if I had already a full kind of cup. So, you know, it's, it's, you, it's not that you don't love your kids. You do love them, but your patience and your capacity for understanding and your sort of like ability to live in the moment is hampered unless your cup is full, unless you spent time loving yourself. That, that's beautiful. That helps us in so many levels. And I think when I look back at pictures of Joseph in particular, I missed a lot. 
I missed a lot because I lived in a whirlwind of stress, finding answers, you know, just obsessed with it, really. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know, though. So no better, do better. So I have forgiven myself, but this is um, another reason why uh, I'm so passionate about this work is because if I can get another autism mom or really anybody to hear this and start applying it today, then it's not wasted, <laughs> right? Yeah. So when we're when we're talking about moms, autism moms in particular, um, and we're talking about the importance of of this, I think you said it beautifully. Um, about the benefits and how it relates to their children. So I would like to just spend a little more time on that because autism moms work with me one-on-one and they'll hear me say, if you thrive, your child thrives. But I don't think it has the deep meaning that I'm hoping that it gets. So as we're talking about this, do you want to um, share some of the benefits, the deep benefits, and also really what that means, how that really relates to their kids? And I know you've talked about it a little bit, but I'd like to touch even deeper. Yeah, I, I mean, I, um, I can give you, you know, our kids, they feed off of our energy, you know, whatever energy you're putting out, stress, anxiety, they are taking that on too. Um, and, and, you know, I've also heard a study that cats and dogs also do the same thing with their owners, that they will feed off, that you'll have a more, um, you know, kind of a cat or a dog that would feed off of your energy. And we make them a little bit more anxious and we make them a little bit more nervous because that's how we are. And kids are the same. I mean, energies can be felt, um, but they seem to kind of take it in. And, and so, you know, I've worked with moms where the, do- the children are, are sick Um, The mom is so stressed because the children are sick that she's starting to lose her hair. And then for no, no other reason, the children, the child starts losing her hair too. So they sort of like pick up on all of your energy, everything that you have can help them get better or get worse in in terms of how they're feeling inside too. Uh, So it's almost like, and I know it's super cliche, put on your, you know, put on the life preserver before you help somebody else, but it's so true with moms. And not to say that this isn't true with dad, but any mom knows that like you are the core, you are the root to your house, you're the heartbeat. And so without you, nothing runs. When I go to town, you know, kids are well taken care of, but, but, you know, it's not the same. They're all like, thanks for coming back. <laughs> like, of course, <laughs> but it's not the same. And so I think if you consider yourself as like, I am the heartbeat of this place, nothing can run really well without me. So I better make sure that I take care of me, my own mechanisms, because what happens to me will affect everyone else in every way, emotionally and physically too. I mean, um, with that example that I gave, that's a pretty physical manifestation of a daughter being stressed out because her mother was stressed out. And so they're like feeding off of each other. And, and so, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really important for you to take that time for yourself and, and, and do what's important to you, but also making sure that you're feeding your body well, good for you. 15 minutes of like scrolling on your Facebook feed is not self-love. It's, you know, who knows what's happening in your mind at that time. 
But 15 minutes of meditation or yoga or walking or deep breathing exercises, or even like um, if I'm short on time and I can't take a full bath, I'll just soak my feet in the tub. 10 minutes, that doesn't take long to soak your feet in the tub. And it's amazing. You feel so good. So I, I think, you know, I've become kind of the master of like 10 to 15 minute. Well, what can I do that's going to make me feel relaxed and make me feel really loved in this amount of time? So, yeah, I think it's it's critical. You are holding up your whole house. So you need to have that cup full. You need to have your life vest on first. Otherwise, nobody else is going to thrive as well as they can without you being that cornerstone of that. Yeah. And I think this conversation is great because hopefully you're not in, in that place, but you may be headed in that place where you're really starting to affect the energy of your household, your children. So let's start developing that awareness. And so you gave some great examples of little bites of how to do that. Uh, One of my favorite things to do is just to go stand in the sun get some vitamin D, take three breaths, and then I go back to it. So that, so those little bites to feed yourself and to go, ah, if you can leave that moment feeling, ah, then I I think that deserves, and I'll talk about it some more, but I, I have a self-care jar marble uh, jar that, uh, that deserves a marble. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we've talked about those little bites. I'd like to um, transition into food. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of one of the great ways that, um, and, and particularly with stress, right? Mm-hmm. How can we begin to add different foods that'll help us alleviate the stress and anxiety that we're dealing with? Yeah, food is super important um, to, nutrition is important in terms of um, anxiety. Something that's really simple and easy, and the first thing I'll touch on is reactive hypoglycemia, which is a very fancy word for getting hangry. There's no reason to be hangry, (laughs) right? But we work, we push through, we don't have time, you're not feeding yourself, you're not spending the time to feed yourself. And so you have this sort of spike in your emotion and it, it can lead to profound depression if you spend too much time doing that um, and, and letting your, your blood sugar get so low because you haven't eaten. So eating is just like on the base level, making sure that you're eating throughout the day is important, snacking throughout the day. Um, And then the second part of that is making sure that what you're snacking on and what you're eating is nutritious to your body. And then it feeds the cells of your body. Everything, uh, you know, somebody said, you know, you are what you eat, but it's true in in a way, because whatever you take in, you know, if you're taking in a, a cheeseburger and it's full of fats and trans fats, and it's full of bread that maybe is, you know, not the best bread for you and some meat that is not organic, all these things, then you take that in and your body has a hard time digesting it and breaking it down. It takes a lot of energy from your body. And in the end of that process, you don't get anything nutrient wise. Whereas if I ate maybe some papaya or a banana, or if I had a kale salad or something that was alive, something that was growing towards the sun, that is going to give me vitamins, minerals, hydration, and it's going to support me. Um, and it's going to make sure that I don't have fatigue which is a common problem with, you know, you get depression and anxiety 
from fatigue and hunger too. I mean, those things can, can happen like that. So it's really important to, to feed yourself. And then you're setting your kids up for being intelligent with their food consumption. Um, you're starting new patterns for them. Everything that you do, you know, they do. So kind of, you know, like we were talking about before with how you're the center of the house and how they feel what you feel, but they also do what you do. And so setting an example of self-love, of taking the time, you know, this is mom's 10 minutes, I need, I need 10 minutes, I'm gonna lock the door and I'm gonna meditate or I'm gonna go for a walk or I'm gonna make my smoothie. You know, making those boundaries of saying, this is me time and this is important. And then also showing them how to eat well and how to incorporate nutritious foods. This is all setting your kids up for a lifelong, it's a lifelong lesson of how to, how to love themselves and how to take care of themselves. So, I mean, that's beautiful in itself. It's like what you do for yourself helps them to do it for themselves. It's what you want them to do too. So, so yeah, food, super important and choosing the right foods are are super important um, to that as well. Yeah, that's great information. I'm curious, are there, are there certain foods that like, for example, if I'm having a super, super stressful week, should I be concentrating on certain foods or just having a nice, well-balanced diet? But are there foods that I should, should be ingesting a little more? Yes. So if you're having a pretty stressful week, um, or maybe it's been a couple of weeks, or maybe it's been a month, the body starts to have what's called oxidative stress. And so what helps with oxidative stress is green, leafy greens. So like your kales, um, your cruciferous vegetables, like green these are the things that are going to help you um, have energy and also help you feel better and lower and help you lower your stress. You know, I, I think we've talked about it before in my um, digestive wellness seminar, Bridget, but like also eating in a calm environment is super important too, and not eating on the run and not eating at your desk. And it helps with nutrient absorption. So when you're stressed out, you need to absorb as much nutrients as possible when you're consuming food. And so the best way to do that is to just take the few minutes that you need to relax and eat your food um, without being stressed out about it. But definitely adding in those cruciferous vegetables and those leafy greens and those peak times of stress. And then especially when you're stressed, taking the time to calmly eat your food. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that that's hard to do. And I, I can hear uh, because I, I'm hearing my myself probably 15 years ago going, yeah, right. Like I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes. Every time we eat dinner, my food's cold. And I don't, you know, you, you can hear the self-talk. I can just hear you guys. I hear you moms out there. But really you you can. It's just having the tools and the awareness to be able to start slowly, like you said, Michelle, Dr. Michelle, tiny little bites. And let's talk about tiny, let, let, let's go back to, okay, you, you've heard some great tips because we could be here all day, I am sure, with the amount of information that you have, uh, Dr. Michelle. But what are, let, let's start um, the awareness. What are some ways we can begin to create a daily self-care routine? So 
starting slow is great. And what I like to do is I write myself in the beginning when I was starting my self-care routine, I used to write it down. So, you know, I'm going to wake up at six, I'm going to make a juice. I'm going to drink some water and that's going to be my like first little bit of self-care later in at, at nine o'clock, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to stretch for 10 minutes or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to meditate, whatever it is I wanted to do in those 10 minutes. I leave it open so that I can decide what I need most. Do I need some walking? Do I need, am I stressed out? Do I need more deep breathing? And then maybe at 11, I'll, I'll make sure I've, I've made some time, like 10 minutes to go downstairs and make myself a smoothie or pack my smoothie in the morning. If I'm going to be out in the office, then later in the day, I might take another 10 minutes at, at, at like one fifteen or two o'clock after lunch to give myself a little bit of time too. So I, I, I write it out. I wrote it out and I, I chunked out the time. I said, from this time to this time, I'm going to do this. And then I set an alarm on my phone. And when the alarm went off, I stopped what I was doing and I got up and I did whatever it is I said I was going to do. And it took a long time to not really need the alarm anymore. I still write it down. I still say, I'm going to make my juice in the morning. I'm going to have my smoothie mid-afternoon. I'm going to go for a walk at this time. I still do it. And then I cross it off my list. Just like you need to go to the groceries and you need to do the laundry. I put self-love on my to-do list. And guess what? Because I'm the way I am and most moms are who love our to-do list, I'll do it because it's written down on the list that I have to do it. So I will do it. I will chunk out the time for it. And when I don't do it, I feel it. And you will too. Once you start doing some more self-love for yourself and feeding yourself the right way and you start to feel good and then, uh, and I'm very protective of it as well. So I get kind of like, oh, wait, you're, no, that can't happen at that time because that's, that's into my self-care time. Or I'll make sure if I, something happened and I had patients in the morning and I couldn't do it in the morning, then I have to have time in the afternoon for myself. I'm just loving myself and giving myself as many opportunities throughout the day to show myself like, okay, you're worth it. You're worth this. You do a lot. So let's put some money back into the pit. Let's put something into the cup back for yourself. So write it out and think about like things that make you happy. I love singing in the shower and taking an extra long shower. Singing in the shower is great for your health wise. It's good for your thyroid. It's good for your mind. It's good for your spirit. And who cares how you sound? You sound great. Everybody sounds great in the shower, but taking, maybe take an extra five minutes and sing to yourself in the shower, whatever your favorite song is or or, you know, like I mentioned, walking and meditation, those are, are great ones too. I live near the beach. So sometimes in the morning after I drop the kids off, I'll just go walk on the beach for 10 minutes, 10 minutes, listen to the sound of the waves, put my feet in the sand and then back to my day. I mean, it doesn't have to take all day, but I feel like, oh, I feel so good when I do that. It's just awesome. But there could be different things in your area that some people are, are, are close to, you know, hiking trails. And maybe you could just go on, like, I'm not saying take a 10, 10 mile hike. I'm just saying, walk around, put your feet in the ground and, and sort of breathe in the oxygen that, that the trees are producing for you and feel yourself connecting with nature and, and feel how relaxed you'll become. Yeah. I love all those suggestions. So I, I wrote down a few key words that just kind of popped out for me when you were um, giving us those awesome suggestions and how to slowly incorporate a self-care routine. And basically, it's not all or nothing. Do it slow, right? Be aware 
that you are feeding yourself to be able to show up fully, not just for others, but for yourself. Mm -hmm. If all you do is begin with hydration, drink water, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Take, Take a walk around the block or on the beach, wherever you are. Take a deep breath moment, moments throughout your day. Add some greens, guys. Add the greens to your diet. And what I really love was take a happy time break, right? What makes you happy? And you sing in the shower. I take dance breaks. Uh, <laughs> love it. So yeah, um, it's it's exactly what you said, Dr. Michelle. What ask yourself what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. And a good dance song is what? A couple minutes? Two minutes? Three minutes? Right? I love to turn on some, I only do this because my mother used to do this when she was cleaning. But whenever I'm cleaning, I'm having a blast because I turn the salsa music up and I start dancing and I feel it. And it just, it makes me so happy that and I never knew why she was doing it, but I, now I'm like, oh my God, she was doing it because it was like a chore she didn't want to do. And it was making her happy through this chore. And, uh, and so it's funny. I do the same thing. And then my kids get into it too. And everybody's dancing and everybody's like, this is music is so healing and dancing and singing and expressing yourself in that way. is is so, it's very healing for you on, a, on many levels, but for your spirit, truly, it is a, a great experience. I love that you said that about dancing. <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it's we, what we just did was we gave a really bite-sized pieces of how to incorporate self-care, which you described in the beginning, which is mind, body, spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I I love this conversation. And to our autism moms, mother guides that are tuned in and listening, what is your best advice? And I think this this applies to autism moms especially, but also, you know, anybody who's a mother, you need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive yourself and you need to let go of the guilt. I feel like I left the hospital and they gave me a baby and then they gave me a backpack of guilt. You did, you did something wrong. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it as good as you could be. Then you go on, on Facebook and you see other people that look fabulous while they're doing it and they've lost all this weight and they've done this and, 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 and their kids are thriving and they look so perfect and, and more guilt. And you just keep adding guilt and guilt and guilt. And so it's like, forgive yourself for whatever it is that you did before because this moment today, right now, is a moment you can't really do self love until you've forgiven yourself because you feel too guilt. You, you know, that guilt will make you not want to give any love to yourself. And so, step one, I forgive you for maybe I, I'm, I wasn't the best mother in the beginning, or I, I didn't do everything the way that I should have done it to my standard now. But, you know, I'm going to be guilt free in motherhood be guilt free, just do your best. And that's it. And give yourself love and be and, 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 um, you know, make sure that you're feeding yourself with good foods and, and spending time with your children and living in the moment. Um, But, 
you know, I couldn't really do any of that until I let go of the guilt. I wasn't able to practice self-love until the guilt was gone, until I decided, okay, I made mistakes and that's okay. And I'm going to move on from those mistakes. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be wiser. I'm going to be smarter. And I'm not going to carry around the guilt anymore. Yeah. I, I, I think it's that simple phrase that uh, Maya Angelou talked about, just know better, do better until you know better. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't know. I didn't know that what I was eating was making my kids sick and what was making me sick. I didn't know that. And so there's, Oh God, I feel so guilty. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I could have done it better. I didn't know. Um, so, you know, you forgive yourself, you know, better, you do better. And then you try to help other people so that they can do better as well. So, I mean, that's what we're here for too. We're here so you can, so everybody's listening can say, okay, well, she's been through this. (laughs) She's felt the guilt that I feel she knows. And, and she's saying there's a light at the end of the tunnel you know, if you forgive yourself and you love yourself and you start to practice self-love, but, you know, uniquely mothers of autistic children, it's like on a whole other level in terms of like the needs that they require of you and the information you have to go out and find and the resources you need to get to help you. And so you can get caught up in that and, and, and they may be some guilt for not doing it for not recognizing things or not knowing. And it's like, Hey, you know, we're all human. We're all just kind of going down this journey together. And, you know, your child is with you for a reason. They're with you for a reason. They're yours for a reason. You're there to show them and teach them and love them. And um, whether you got it right at first or not, it doesn't matter. You're doing right now. Today is better. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that uh, forgiveness of self, letting go of guilt is really the beginning, the, the first step towards really self-love. And, yeah. and, and having, having that compassion for yourself, because I know, like, I don't, I don't have to ask this question. I already know how much compassion we have for other moms, for other people, or we wouldn't be doing this work. And so if, and any mother has compassion, it's just how mothers are, are, are made. I'm not saying anyone else doesn't, but in particular, what we're talking about today are autism moms. So I know you guys have a ton of compassion for each other. So let's take a little bit of that compassion for others and point it back (laughs) to yourself because um, that's your first step. And um, Dr. Michelle and I are both very passionate about this topic. And so I really, really am sending out the energy that it was received. So I hope as you're listening, you absorb these words and take them with you. And that if you, if you need anything, any support on this journey to reach out to, to us. So Dr. Michelle, is there anything you would like to mention before we go? Um, well, it's been awesome. This conversation is amazing. And I've loved talking to you. And I'm so happy to be here. And I, I love 
that you use the word compassion for yourself. I just love it. And and since we've been talking about compassion, I've been thinking about it and absorbing that like compassion for myself, compassion for myself. It's, it's, um, it's so powerful. So I love that. And, um, I'm, I'm so happy and thrilled to be here. And I, and I'm looking forward to more conversations that we can have in the future on, on um, all kinds of topics related to health and wellness. And um, if anybody um, has questions about um, nutrition, health and wellness, and how it relates to the mind and the body and the connect and that connection, they can reach out to me. Um, um, doc, Dr. Michelle, Dr. Michelle at mynaturalwellness.com, or you can um, go to my website, mynaturalwellness.com. Wonderful. And we will be as, as we release this podcast, you know, wherever you guys listen to Mother's Guide Through Autism podcast, we'll have that information for you as well. Yeah. So all, all the, your contact information, we will also make sure that we release that. And I'm feeling a lot of gratitude right now that you and I, by networking with other autism moms, you and I have connected and it, it's such a gift to connect with someone like you. Oh, thanks. I, 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 I'm so happy to be here. I feel really honored to be part of this community. And, and like I said, in the beginning, my goal is to just help as many people as possible, you know, and, and I know that's your goal too. And so it's a great journey that we're on together. <laughs> I love it. I love these conversations and I hope anyone listening Really take a few seconds for yourself today, take a few breaths and give yourself self-compassion, release the guilt, release anything that's keeping you from living your highest version of yourself through self-care, mind, body, spirit practices. And remember, you can start out with tiny, tiny bites I think Dr. Michelle did a great job giving us many examples of that. Again, reach out to her, reach out to me. We are on this journey together to empower and to help all of you regain your energy and get some of that power back. So thanks for joining us. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review and share it on social media. You can download my free guide, Five Things I Wish I Knew Raising My Son with Autism by going to my website, bmvlifecoach.com. Also, please join our private Facebook group, Mother's Guide Through Autism, to get support. I'm sending you all hope and love. Thanks so much for listening. <music>